0: Uh, it's kind of like american jury duty except for instead of that you go pick up
1: poop and it's a shorter service (laughs) welcome to if i were king the podcast where two friends somewhere on earth talk about the new world order and other things including but not limited to the lizard people uh let's open up with you paul so
0: if i were king i would assign my war general norman to stage a coup, and we would install a puppy state. And uh, you might be thinking I'm in a puppet state, (laughs) but that is not what I meant. This is a a play on words that we're gonna take way too seriously. And in our puppy state, I would be the true king, but for appearances and to do most of the work, we would have a figurehead leader that would be a newborn Siberian Husky, henceforth called the Emperor.
1: i have a lot of questions paul uh so number one the puppy state where's our state in the u.s we're gonna do a coup and (laughs) i don't think this i don't think this state is gonna take off Uh... (laughs) (laughs) you haven't heard about how it works yet (laughs) okay paul i'm intrigued tell me how is the uh puppy state work
0: yeah so basically under the law of the Puppy State. There's a lot of new laws. There's going to be new ways that the legislative system works. Uh life in the Puppy State is going to be pretty chaotic and there's going to be some weird practices. But uh for example, under law of the Puppy State, if if the emperor ever barks at you, you're sent straight to the Gulag uh without parole or chance at bail. So, no matter who you are, you can go straight to the Gulag <laughs> if the if the emperor barks at you.
1: So, that's, think, so if the uh, Siberian puppy husky uh, barks at you, is, is it in like a loving bark or just all barks? Just all barks, man. Who takes care of the puppy then? So that I, you know, I, I came up
0: with an excellent solution for it. So uh, basically what's gonna happen is a random citizen will be selected every day to go pick up the emperor's poop and this is called poop duty. Uh, it's kind of like American jury duty, except for instead of that you go pick up poop and it's a shorter service <laughs> the uh the random and lucky individual will will select them uh, one day before poop duty and they'll fly immediately to the capital after selection
1: where where is our capital?
0: Well, it's still d c but the dog's going to live oh, in the you're, White Oh, you're going to
1: take care, you're taking the entire United States of America. Yes. Into the puppy state, okay. Yes.
0: And uh, basically, uh, you know, regardless of what that person is doing, it doesn't doesn't fucking matter. They're being flown out to D.C. to take care of this emperor and pick up his poop. And uh, they're, they're to be paid a salary of one-tenth of the retail value of the poop they collect. <laughs> so that's how salary works for for poop duty and afterwards they're we're gonna tell them to find their own damn way home and drop them outside of the white house with a bag of poop and a retail price tag <laughs> and uh yeah we'll have a special committee to price the poop and you know highest bidder man you get a. Oh oh
1: is it because it's um it's our puppy leader and it's highly prized anything from the puppy leader is that what you're saying
0: it's presidential poop man <laughs> or emperential <laughs> of the emperor yes
1: paul how did you come up with this idea what what inspired you uh actually
0: <laughs> at first i was like hmm we should do something It'd be like if I were king, we, we would just go do a coup in Russia <laughs> and take over and install a puppet state. But, but then I thought it would be funny if we installed a puppy state. <laughs> so <laughs> it just got very out of hand after that. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. I gave some thought about how, how to make new laws in this society,
1: too. All right. T- tell me. Intrigued. So, f- so first of all, puppy state is the modern day U.S. except with a puppy emperor. Yes. <laughs> cool. All right. And, all right. So, how's our how's our puppy state work? Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Congress uh, will still make the laws. Yeah. But uh, in order for them to get those approved by the new dictator, the canine dictator they have to make their law the most appealing to the dictator. So they have to uh, put scent and perfume and different things on their written scroll that they have to write. They have to write on an actual scroll. And they have to make it the most uh, pleasant-smelling one to the dog. And the emperor will go run and grab the first law that he likes and that one will immediately go into law it takes effect immediately the second so this is kind of like a
1: battle royale kind of law like who are there like some ministers or something that are like throwing scrolls <laughs> so, all of different potential laws and then whichever one gets picked is the law yeah so who are these lawmakers over here
0: well one person from congress will have to go hide the scrolls in the room with with the Emperor but they all have to be hidden well and there's like a subcommittee that makes sure that happens and then the uh... so in
1: this puppy Emperor world the United States um, government is more or less intact still somehow but instead of a president there's a puppy who has every uh, every act is a veto every act is a um, like like a one it's like a presidential order or whatever
0: and yeah like it's
1: pretty much executive orders except for executive order yes (laughs) except everything it does is a executive order right well there's more to it than that yeah there's
0: quite a bit to it
1: actually so that's that's
0: the case for the first one that the emperor selects uh the second one is actually sent back to to congress for revision and it could still become law if it gets sent back again and it's chosen by the emperor but the third this is a
1: very complicated i uh, so it's so it's a free-for-all scroll pit um all all covered in scents and whatever bacon yeah. fat or something uh, <laughs> emperor, emperor puppy picks one out and that and then that's just for all right cool do people can, can people shoot down the law or like does the law have to get passed but it can get modified is what you're saying
0: well any law that he chooses immediately is yeah that goes into effect uh this oh. the second place one yeah it might be revised and you know i see
1: and, i see it picks out more multiple scrolls
0: yeah yeah okay because ideally well so yeah to make this make a bit more sense so the third place one you know the last scroll that he finds in the room uh, well the authors of that one are, gonna be straight, sent straight to the gulags and oh uh, okay yeah
1: there we tell them it's not a punishment in this new world
0: yeah dude it's it's a rough new new world man it's rough oh oh yeah oh That's yeah, it's <laughs> rough, rough, rough. <laughs> but uh yeah yeah harsh world we in fact the plan is to tell the legislators uh, that they can get parole or bail from these gulags but we're never gonna let them get get out of there. So that's actually how it's set up. And uh, so another question, because you kind of started hinting at this: uh, if what happens if any of the the scrolls are untouched? Uh, if they're untouched after twenty four hours, it, its authors are just executed straight out.
1: No wow! So time. how often? I, I man, this is a. Crazy fascist puppy state over here. <laughs> uh, like, how many law? What, Paul? You're killing your own government, man.
0: This society would perpetually be voting for new people.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. So, what's the what's the advantage of being in the government? You must have like they must have like puppy princely powers to govern honestly what's the motivation paul
0: the motivation is just like you know you don't have to be one of the citizens who <laughs> lives in this totally uh, crazy society decided by a puppy
1: uh, i see, well, you I have see. To live so they, in they it, can but... eat they get to eat a regular meal basically if they're part of the government because the rest of the country is in chaos yeah basically everything else is just it's run by a puppy
0: gone to shit so whatever law they want to pass you know they've got a pretty good chance if you make it smell good you just gotta be the best perfumist so it's, it's a lot
1: of desperate people uh who are looking for office they're like if my squirrel is picked it's gonna be better for everybody if not uh i'm probably dead yeah
0: <laughs> dead or <glug. laughs> Uh, yeah. So, uh, that's kind of what inspired it as well as because we, we d- went with the whole gulag joke. So I was, it got me on the topic of Russia and then, uh, it just went really out of control after that. And some people might think that, you know, like marijuana or something was involved in the creation of this. It was not, <laughs> this is just me.
1: <laughs> uh, so Yes, sir. So what you would change in the world is you would replace your president of a puppy.
0: Fuck yeah. And create a society built around that. it will be all right, man.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm for puppy dictatorship. I, I think a lot of people would vote puppy in and the puppy would never leave.
0: Well, the thing is, the problem that you run into in this society is that, you know, decision laws are being written essentially by the best perfumist. Whoever can make stuff smell the best, you know, they're gonna they're gonna get all of their laws passed very consistently. So I don't know what the perfume lobby wants in this country, but we're getting whatever the fuck they want, tell you that much.
1: Yeah, it was, food scientists, uh, they're gonna be in high demand.
0: Yeah, that's for sure, man. Whoever can make a scroll smell the best is basically the best representative of Congress. Yeah,
1: I have a question, Paul. Do you like liquid smoke? Are you a fan? You mean like vaping? No liquid smoke, as in like, you know, smoke flavor, but like in a liquid, like you would to make like barbecue stuff. Have you never bought liquid smoke? I've never heard of this, to be honest. Oh, oh, okay. Well, it's a common, pretty common thing. I mean, it's in the States. It must be in every store in the States. I don't know if, if probably. you're barbecue culture. Yeah, but we uh, use like a smoker barbecue. I know, smoker, I know, you know, but like it's it's like if you want to infuse, uh, like, when you smoke something, you know, you're you're drying it out, you're cooking it slowly, you're, you know, uh, you can add it to a sauce, a little bit of liquid smoke or something, or you can add it to like a patty or like a mix to make it like a barbecue flavored smoky thing without actually smoking it. It's a thing. It's basically you know it's just a it's just a process where they smoke whatever, applewood or whatever. They put it into, into a process. It condensates, turns into a liquid. They they separate out the carcin carcinogens, and then at the end, it'll you have water that's you know,
0: smoke. <laughs> Hold on, take a step back there. They separate out specifically the carcinogens.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you're burning shit, dude. It's smoke. <laughs> yeah, I
0: know, I know, but
1: that's some fucking. You can't you can't give people liquid cancer. <laughs>
0: liquid cancer how do these geniuses get the carcinogens out of there that's what i want to know
1: i, I don't know it's probably just like osmosis man i'm not a food scientist bruh right, everything's carcinogenic
0: <laughs> life life is carcinogenic Paul, honestly
1: you know what carcinogens do to you they kill you they cause cancer they cause cancer and then they kills you and yeah. after after you're dead um you gotta have a funeral and um paul if i were king i would out i would basically get rid of funerals oh shit that segue <laughs> i would i would get rid of them or you know my, my room would be like you know none of this commercial uh business in funerals you'd either you have to keep it in the family or get really creative all right but none of this like you pay somebody to this 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 two thousand dollar box to put a dead body in, and then you pay somebody else even more money to have a party for your dead person, and then you need to buy a spot on a piece of land, for, you know, that's taken up space in your city. You know, At funerals are a waste of resources, land, money, and time. Is what I'm saying, Paul, and that's why I would ban them. <laughs> you know, it's outrageous. You know,
0: so this is like a very Christian centered
1: no yeah. no no what are you talking about every all cultures have funerals man do
0: they all do the graveyard burial thing a I lot of great. Maybe Christian. Not,
1: probably not everybody but most at most all right but anyways as, I, as king the thing the thing i would do is i'd ban the privacy the privacy the privatization of the funerals of funerals slash like wakes um and I'd make the process stay within the family because um, it's a family cause that needs to be taken care of by the family. That's what I'm saying, all right? Um, fun fact, actually, Paul, uh, my family, uh, we have like a family grave, uh, which is weird um, in in Poland, in um, in um, Brudnowski uh, Cemetery in, uh, in Warsaw. So it's like a really big cemetery, super high in demand. We've had it since the 19th century, possibly, earlier so for a very long time and um it's literally owned by the catholic church i don't it's like a super polish institution it's it's like its own bureaucracy i was there recently i had to deal with shit and um it's like they have their own offices and everything they it looks like city hall where you're just like if you had to apply for paperwork they have a whole process uh the only difference being that there are pictures of saints and the j-man himself all over the walls but it's exactly the same bureaucracy as like a city hall office it's terrible did you call god the g-man the j-man himself (laughs) the Uh, (laughs) g-man but yeah anyways so like i said paul i'd get rid of this get rid of all that process all right this would free up people so they could you know keep it simple or go creative you know um i was always a big fan of uh you know a viking funeral either throw them on a boat set them on fire or make a giant pyre and set that on fire that's a cool way to go and that's totally you know doable within the family you can get the peeps you can build a big fire if that's how you want to remember people paul you know i'm cool with that flaming Um, fireball you know exactly that's a cool way to go um you know cremation was a great step in the right direction to to deal with this land pro- problem, you know, because like so many places, you know, cemeteries are huge, and we could use that for housing. You know, everybody, everybody could use some land for housing nowadays. Um, but uh, still, the cremation wasn't enough, Paul. Um, they just they made the box smaller, but they still used the land, and they still had the process of you know getting the people to to be paid for just putting a body somewhere. You know, they still kept all the other funeral BS. So, yeah, I'd get rid of it, Paul. And, um, yeah, what do you think about that, Paul? What do you think about uh, getting rid of funerals, Hmm? if I were king? I don't
0: don't know where to start, Norman. (laughs) I don't know what I'd do. I don't know what I'd do in this world.
1: Like, I'm not, it's not like an outright ban on funerals. It's just like, you know, the privatization of the funeral process.
0: Yeah, you're not publicizing, but you're family sizing
1: it. I am I'm you're, keeping it within the family.
0: Honestly, the problem is there's a lot of families that could not deal with this. <laughs> they could
1: not do this. It's okay. In my country, you'd get fine. you'd get time off. You you'd get paid time off. You're fine, Paul. You're fine. Okay.
0: You get paid time off. What about you? <laughs>
1: uh
0: I don't think the United States would would give people I' uh, We're, we're talking this. about
1: my world or not your American uh, weird country Poppy that States. exists right now, all right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Paul, are you a fan of funerals? Have you been to many funerals?
0: A uh, few. i uh not a, not a super big fan or anything, you know? But uh can't say I love the, like, I don't know, when you go to like a church for a funeral and it's just very focused on the religious aspect and a little bit less on celebrating the person. So I can kind of see why a family event would be more of a celebration of them. But that's also kind of my biased perspective.
1: So And you're you're entitled to your biases, Paul, all right? That's true. <laughs> Paul, you know, so. How would you like to be buried, Paul, or not buried, but uh, dealt with after you pass? I know exactly how I want be done. So I'm curious how you would like to be.
0: Fireball, fireball. fireball, fireball, conducted All right, how, where? how? Conducted by a Siberian husky <laughs> in Nebraska. So no, I'm kidding. So you I don't want to go. <laughs> not Nebraska. <laughs> Definitely not Nebraska. <laughs> Uh, probably in spain that would be cool i could die in a yeah well not die but i, I could be burned in a fireball in spain that would be all right
1: okay like uh, what kind of fire, like a like a like a pyre or like or what like that do you want me to throw like fireworks into the like do we do we just set a bunch of wood on the ground throw your body on it and throw some gasoline and go boom like yeah like would, would you be happy with that homemade bomb type
0: oil and fertilizer fertilizer in there as well
1: <laughs> that'd be all right cool all right you want to go out of the bang oh all hell right. yeah all right so paul Big for me bang. and this and, and this is my wish paul so this is on the record if i die tomorrow paul uh just throw me into the woods for the wolves the birds let my bones turn back into the nutrients for the soil that they came from. All right, <laughs> that's how I. That's how I wish. I want. I want to uh, just back to nature. I
0: actually kind of like that whole uh, where they plant a tree in your ashes type thing, and that's like. Oh my god!
1: Paul, plant. I have notes on this. So there are companies that do that. Um, that they advertise like, we'll take care of your body. Whatever they do, they like cremate it compost somehow it put it into a thing and grow a tree and then they sell you it so paul paul capitalist paul all right (laughs) that that's also banned i have thought i thought of specifically of that as well because i'm like wow isn't that cool that's just uh that's just a gimmick all right could just make
0: people's families do
1: that to them exactly you can just you can just throw the body in the ground you know and plant some trees over it. it it'll be great there'll be so many worms to till that soil this is surprisingly hippie commune like
0: like we're gonna have the commune come together burn new <laughs> are we
1: are we making a commune now is that... yeah let's do it a puppy commune, <laughs>
0: <laughs> commune. so yeah
1: paul that's that's what i do about king. i'd i'd ban the privatization of funerals and um I'd keep in the family, and um you know the the one thing that I foresee coming is that kids are probably going to see a few more dead bodies growing up than they uh, otherwise would as <laughs> as now, because some people are going to be like just throwing that shit in the woods, and some kids are going to be in the woods. <laughs> They're going to be like, oh shit. Yeah, I was going to say, how are poor people supposed to deal with this? Hey man, you get, you get the time off. You figure it out. All right, that's what that's what my state does. All right, we give you the time off to deal with it.
0: I think part of the problem is. Or part of the challenge is that without it being capitalist, it might be in some way more expensive to deal with the dead body if you don't know what you're doing. Starting an oil and fertilizer explosion. (laughs) (laughs) Figuring
1: that that shit out. (laughs) Funeral, burial or whatever, funeral-related deaths per year. A burial bomb. (laughs) Well, you know what? those of money and those of less money, they'll just, they'll just have to figure it out. But, uh, the, the moral of my story is that, you know, a lot of people, especially here in North America, they don't take care of their family. And I would, I would make sure that is something that, uh, they, they have the time for and to do it. So maybe people will, I I hope that having this end of life thing will, you know, make people think twice about maybe taking care of their, uh, their parents, their, and stuff like that uh, a little bit better as they get older uh, instead of just kind of ignoring them as they do now, Paul. So as, as, as king and as autocrat, you know, I, I am benevolent, okay, even though I am harsh. Okay,
0: man. Hey, I'll, I'll run it past the, you know, the puppy government and see what happens down here in the U.S. <laughs> Let's see if we can get this shit passed.
1: We'll be back right after this and we're back okay paul um cultural corner
0: mine is Costa wine so it's a bit improvised because i
1: oh okay yeah all right here we go i I could use some wine right now paul because it's hot as fuck right on man me too it's hot it's sweaty it actually
0: has rained here recently which is rare it's desert oh it rained in in yeah it uh, almost every day for like several days
1: now actually so it's kind of humid doesn't that mean like flash flooding for for your kind yeah, over there my kind yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> no not
0: really uh, there's probably some areas that have flooded and uh flooding can be bad here because we don't have the infrastructure for it but nobody does really either so it's not too surprising but uh Yes, Norman, for our cultural corner today, I uh, wanted to talk about our experiences in Spain in the Alpujarras mountain range. Well, I don't know if that's that's not the name of the mountain range, but it's the name of towns up in the mountain range near Granada. So Norman, remind us what or tell us, I guess, what's Costa wine? What's going on with that?
1: No, fuck you, man. This is your corner. You, you, te- you tell the people what Costa oh. is. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do much
0: research, so I don't know. It's it's a wine. <laughs> it's
1: that's made in the Alpujarras. <laughs> my, the, <laughs> that's what I got. That's the only, That's my understanding too, man. Is is that like old 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 bolas make it and put it into plastic bottles and then you buy it from them in cute stores, and it's, it's delicious. delicious
0: we bought big bottles big <laughs> bottles of it they do they
1: actually yeah they're like they just fill up old like <laughs> empty like five liter olive oil things with <laughs> it's kinda it like, that's how that's you know it's like, legit yeah that part of
0: granada spain is they have uh, also lanjaron is there which is where they make well not make but they bottle a lot of water from up in the mountains so i think it's similar to those bottles right uh like let's look at the picture of it because you sent it the other day. Uh, I think it's similar to those big water bottles, right? They're like two liters or something, something like that. I'm not sure.
1: Oh man, those are treasures. These pictures, treasures. Yes. Basically, I'm gonna update. I'm gonna update the website with one of these. Oh bottles, yeah, do but... it, man. Basically, <laughs> what
0: happened, ladies and gentlemen, was. We we got Costa. Norman got a little bit buzzed off of it, but I got <laughs> I got plastered.
1: <laughs>
0: and uh, uh, we have some pictures from back then, the good old days, of me just looking off into the sunset like <laughs> wasted oh shit.
1: You were looking west, you I, were looking yes, home.
0: I was looking home because i needed to find a nearby bed and lay down in it because i was
1: (laughs) inebriated quite well so what you're saying is what you brought to cultural corners you brought no culture you brought your memories you didn't do any research paul uh yeah
0: i didn't do much research on this one in that i i did no research on this one but yeah yeah it's a it's a cultural thing you know it's they make wine way up in the hills and they do a very spanish thing which is use like plastic water and olive oil bottles to put it in and wine is also super spanish they make a lot of wine so that's cultural it's not as refined and academic as whatever i'm sure you you've got going on over there but (laughs) it's something
1: oh it's oh it's it is not refined and nor academic It is the complete opposite um so as you know i was off visiting some family trip uh so you know i visited uh my family in poland and my my favorite thing about going to poland is um because i always visit my mom's small town it's called krashnik so the only way to get there is um you're gonna have to take a uh, a small bus and especially one of these like commuter buses between other small towns and the big cities. They're called busiki. They're basically um, glorified white vans that have seats in them. Uh, <laughs> and I love them. The quality of them uh, vary uh, <laughs> but it, it's the real experience if you go into Poland or like really Eastern Europe just in general is these uh, these busiki where yeah it's just like an old polish man who who retrofitted a van with seats and then runs a little service uh going between regions um uh usually between rural towns and cities um Gubushiki is what what i can tell you is it'll be an old dude uh and he's very comfortable in his own space you know he's d- definitely smoking cigarettes he's definitely blasting like Polish radio that for some reason plays, um, outdated top 40 hits from 10 years ago, mixed in with, um, classic Polish rock, uh, such as lady punk and perfect. Um, and in the front of the car, you'll always see like stuck to the window or something like, like little, little card sized stickers of like the, like the Virgin Mary or the J-man, or what other saint, or like maybe a photo of one of those hanging from, um, the, the rear view mirror. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a cramped bus ride. They're always cramped bus rides. They can last, you know, between half an hour and four hours, depending on where you're going. And as a tall guy, it's, uh, it is, it is tight. It is tight, Paul, but, um, uh, it's it's my favorite experience in poland all right and if you ever go you d- definitely need to go um and if you don't speak polish uh just figure it out it's okay you can do it uh go visit a cool rural place um yeah paul that's uh that's my that's my little uh little corner of poland that i like to share with people is that you take the busiki not the big buses not the not the Flicks bus or whatever take the busiki it's there's there's going to be no the schedule is going to be at a bus stop somewhere, uh, at the beginning and the end, and then there are bus stops in between that you just need to know where they are. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> You've got the departure and the arrival and the place that's biggest. Yeah, gotcha.
1: And the places in between. Yes, uh, you will not find this on Google Maps.
0: Helpful. That reminds me of something else cultural. So I'll, I'll expand since I kind of botched mine.
1: <laughs>
0: so there's this uh, Mexican comedian who's hilarious. His name is Carlos Vallarta. And he, in one of his stand-up shows, it's probably like a couple of years old, something like that. But he said... Uh, that in Mexico, there are what are called minibuses, which are minibuses. Oh, I'm familiar with this. Oh, yeah, you've been on it while you were in Mexico City. So the minibuses, he says, uh, basically, if if you don't know what they are, uh, it's because you're, you're not moreno, which is like darker skin, because he says, basically, a minibus is a bus that takes Uh, dark skinned people from one place to a place with even more dark skinned people. And uh, basically, when you get on there, it's extremely crowded. And there's about a million people smushed onto this microbus. And the driver says, Oh, the front of the bus is too crowded. So you need to go get on the back of the, you know, you need to go climb in through the back door. So you go climb in through the back door and get on, and it's just as crowded back there because he's allowed way too many people onto the bus, and you pass your cash up to the bus driver, and it goes, and this is how he says it in the the stand-up show, is he's like, it goes from Mexican hand to Mexican hand, from the back of the bus all the way to the front of the bus, and everybody has the uh, everybody is uh, is you know courteous enough to not to not just pocket the money they all pass it up to the front of the bus and when it gets to the driver he says ah I still need to give him his change so he hands it back to the to the next person and the next passenger and the next passenger and it goes all the way back to the person and yeah, so that was his story about the micros that's that's how it goes in
1: Mexico I I love that um I love that I don't understand why like like in Canada and I guess it's the same in the states where buses don't give change like they do it in Poland too <laughs> they do it in Mexico I don't understand why they don't do that here in in, in Canada it doesn't yeah. make sense <laughs> it's so i love it i love it yeah i've been i've been uh on those mini buses they're fantastic um not in mexico city like you said but uh when i was in yucatan i would uh we would travel to um some small middle of nowhere places because that's the only way how you could get there because um that's how we travel it's awesome when'd you go to yucatan um weeks before the pandemic oh okay
0: gotcha gotcha Gotcha. so norman what more you got for us
1: well paul i hear you going on a trip well a staycation type of thing more so yes a staycation. i know you told me a little bit about it but tell me more where are you uh, going? my
0: friend is coming from sweden
1: uh who we met well i met
0: and you met once in spain she's coming here and we're gonna do a lot of shit, man i made a google doc with all the uh with all the plans but we're going to do a lot of stuff in New Mexico. Um, some that people... You going like on a road trip kind well, of Well, like day trips kind of more or less. There's a lot of things that you can go to okay, okay. Uh, just from where I am within like an hour, two, two hour drive through. and stuff. So uh, things that people may have actually heard of, Carlsbad Caverns, maybe. I don't know if you've heard of that.
1: Not heard of it. It's a cave. What is it? <laughs> it's a pretty cool cave. Cool. Alright. There are caves yes, in the desert. desert okay. Are are they filled with snakes? That sounds like where snakes live, dude.
0: No, there's bats though. Only That's in the, mouth right. of the cave though, mostly. So
1: So where the fuck do the snakes live if you're in the desert? Holes. If not Well, you're going into a hole, bro. There's a much bigger <laughs> hole. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's a big so it can fit more snakes, dude.
0: Yeah, but uh, it's like an asphalt path that you can walk down
1: into the cave. I, I don't think snakes care that if it's asphalt or it's dirt. Yeah, man. but there's like people walking in they all care. day. They'd get trampled. Okay, okay. Yeah. If you say so, Paul. All right. Yeah, no. Don't get don't get snake bitten. Snapeen. Snapeen snake bitten. Oh,
0: I won't. I did it like. 3 weeks ago. Not 3 like 3 months. You ago. got bit by a snake 3 weeks yeah. ago? What? No, I'm kidding. I went to Carl's Bad like
1: Okay, good. So you didn't get bit by no, a snake. No,
0: unfortunately no. I, oh. I don't know what that's like. That would have been a cool story. Yeah, it really would have.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, all bad times lead to good stories. Yeah, pain
0: can be quite inspiring, man. It's <laughs> It's weird the way that works
1: all right so you're gonna go some carries what else what else what is in the great state of new mexico what are you what are you going to be doing a lot of
0: nature stuff national monuments national forests national parks type stuff what is a national monument to be honest i don't understand the definition of it because i always think of a monument as like you know like a a thing that somebody made out of stone and put a a plaque on or something but Uh national uh monuments can be all sorts of shit in the u.s i don't I don't even know.
1: Such as? Well,
0: uh, let's see. Like uh, Bandelier, I think, is a national monument. Yes, it
1: is. What is is Bandelier?
0: Bandelier National Monument is a place uh, where the Native Americans, a very long time ago, used to have cliff dwellings. Cliff dwellings. So they would essentially build homes in the cliffs. that makes sense i think you'd need to see a picture to. cool
1: and it's like preserved and it's like like historically preserved
0: yeah it's been preserved so national monument so uh sounds dope basically like a national park though i see what i'm saying but there's but bandolier specifically there's like ladders leading up to caves and that's where they were living where the snakes these are snakeless caves again once again they're (laughs) elevated off the ground they're like 30 feet in there not 30.
1: i don't think snakes care dude i think they know how to climb bro this is like they can slither their way everywhere
0: sandstone at like straight up and down like a cliff i'd be very impressed by a snake that can climb this gotta look at pictures (laughs) to understand
1: all right if you say so man all right you're the desert man all right so you need a ladder to get up there (laughs) haven't you heard of snakes and ladders dude
0: i am actually terrified right now rethinking about that (laughs) so we might die that's okay though we might die that's fine
1: okay so you're visiting a hole in the ground you're visiting a hole in the sky uh what other holes are you visiting holes
0: in the ground holes in the cliffs holy sites uh probably as well no i don't know uh, we're, we're gonna visit santa fe new mexico which is the oldest capital city in the united states of america if i remember correctly
1: oh oh okay interesting i yes i this is something i do remember is that american states have weird capitals that are like in the middle of nowhere and small
0: yeah santa fe is smaller than albuquerque which is more where close to where i live uh, i live in an outlying area of Albuquerque, which is a city of Walter White in Breaking Bad, of about a million people. Santa Fe is probably like thirty thousand, no, a hundred thousand, maybe. I don't know, seventy thousand, something like that. Somewhere. It's small. Okay, it's small.
1: What are you looking forward to most, Paul, about uh, traveling through um, your home state?
0: Probably just revisiting some places I really like. Valles Caldera is really cool. It's a big volcanic caldera, and uh, oh. it's kind of like, I would say personally that it's like the Grand Canyon of New Mexico in terms of just immense natural beauty and uh, uniqueness. Well, I, I don't know. There's probably a lot of other calderas, but it's the one that I know about, so it's special.
1: Sounds dope, dude. I love uh, love nature, volcano things. That sounds dope. Yeah, man. Yeah. So
0: that's what's up. That's what we're going to be doing. And uh, yeah, man. What about you?
1: Uh, I'm going to be working, dude. I got a new job. So uh, technically on probation. So I can't. uh, What do you mean? Take uh, any. What do you mean? What do you mean? You're on probation? Oh, with the the first three months.
0: Hey, we don't really yeah. say that in America just got out what do of you say
1: what do you guys say
0: no you we usually don't use that word for we usually there isn't a probationary period in the US I think that's pretty rare I haven't really heard of that very often I know it exists but
1: all right you guys don't have like laws we have laws
0: we have too many fucking laws that's
1: the problem i i I think you have uh... we have
0: too many ineffective laws
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's the problem right you're always on probation in the states you can get fired at any point for no reason yeah no compensation pretty much man
0: i think it depends on state because everything is about states right in the u.s
1: and that is full circle and that is why you need the puppy state
0: that's exactly right um, i'd rather have a completely ironic and chaotic dictatorship that just totally doesn't make sense that would be that would be life no really. No, <laughs> that'd be fucking crazy and chaotic but it would make a good book can you imagine The biography of
1: the emperor husky the biography yeah i would read your biography of the emperor husky
0: thanks man i hope other people read it too probably not that many would but it's okay
1: oh well i mean if you were king you everybody it would be mandatory reading so
0: that's true first through fifth man first grade through fifth grade everybody gotta read it
1: uh so i expect you to um tell me all about your trip next time sounds good man uh all your shenanigans uh, don't get bit by a snake if you do get bit by a snake uh don't die so you can tell the story there's a lot of
0: snakes down there actually but
1: uh, yeah man you live in a desert don't they have snakes isn't that how desert work there's a
0: fuckload of snakes i actually almost stepped on a snake like three weeks ago
1: it's this desert people thing dude like it was
0: the, most of the snakes will not kill you though That one was like, I don't know, it was like a foot and a half long or in Canadian, uh, probably like. 45. Don't worry. Don't worry. I can do the math. Don't you worry. I don't know. Something like that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, something like that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) In Canadian. Oh, man. Poor U.S. We're just lagging behind on imperial metric stuff. Oh, well, it's fine. It's fine. One day one day we will we will learn
1: that trick okay great so as always you can contact us via email if i were king podcast at gmail.com um we love to hear ideas thoughts feelings um what you would do if you're a king we're always monitoring it uh you can get us on instagram at king of the world podcast you can get us on twitter as well at we look forward to hearing all of your stuff uh paul do you look forward to hearing people's things I look
0: forward to it have we gotten anything? Else? man you have access to <laughs> yeah but I don't use like you know me man I'm not even barely on Instagram yeah yeah I do all the hard work I know I know, I know. <laughs> one two three four five six seven eight
1: nine ten You were supposed to join in on five, buddy.